welcome to Wood Talk for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now here are three guys who take big pieces of wood and make them smaller. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. All right, welcome to Wood Talk number 263 for July 31st, 2015. On today's show, we're talking about cheating in woodworking. And that's it. Just a single topic episode. So it's kind of a, it's our weekend show. Always forget to mention that at the beginning nowadays. Uh, So cheating and woodworking, this was inspired by a couple of questions we had from uh, both David and Greg, and they were asking, not going to read their questions because it's about CNC and they're, they're questioning whether CNC is quote unquote real woodworking. And they also allude to various shortcuts in woodworking and do these things take away from the craftsmanship and what we kind of aspire to bring by uh, bring into the mix by making these things by hand. So it, the greater question here is the woodworking cheats that we have access to, which some of us have access to, and whether these truly are cheating doesn't matter. Um, so I, I think before we even get started here, is it safe to say that the three of us are pretty open-minded when it comes to new technologies and using automated devices to get things done. Um, because I think we just kind of believe, I don't want to speak for you guys here. I know I personally believe that, you know, all this stuff can sort of inspire creativity and it's just a tool to get something done. So yeah, there's, there are certain things that, that have more craftsmanship uh, involved and some things that have less craftsmanship, but ultimately I don't really believe in the concept of cheating you know and i know shannon you spoke out about that before we hit record so if you want to jump in yeah well like i said to these guys offline i actually have like a visceral reaction to this question Mm -hmm. it it pisses me off frankly (laughs) that somewhere somehow um whether it's new work or advanced woodwork or whatever has gotten this feeling they need to be ashamed of something they want to do um and and yes i'm a i'm as much of a technophile as the other person and that may sound weird because I'm the hand tool woodworker guy. I don't use hand tools because I'm a Luddite trying to avoid technology. That's just how I enjoy working. For me personally, it's what I like to do. I have a passion for history. That's what I like to do. But I also have like really nice high-tech cameras and lighting and everything filming my process. And it's being edited on like top-of-the-line computers and things like that. You know, I've got technology everywhere else in my house. I'm the first guy to go out and buy that new gadget. That's just who I am. But when it comes to my woodworking, the way I want to work is using hand tools. So if the way you want to work is to use a power carver to reproduce something or use a CNC to help realize a design, go for it. Mm -hmm. The fact that somewhere somebody made you feel bad for that is just awful. I mean, that's like telling somebody don't use mortars and tenons. They're stupid. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's the most irrational thing you could ever think of. So how how could you say, don't use a CNC, you're cheating? I feel like there's always a purist vein in any hobby or, uh, you know, what other, uh, any, any sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, daily life. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> sure, sure. There are always purists out there who will believe that it's just not... You know, you don't need to do that. I was, I'm researching right. right now. I love, you know, you guys have heard me talk about barbecue before. I love smoking meat. It's just a hobby of mine outside of woodworking that I really enjoy. And I've got a bunch of different ways to do it. And I'm now exploring an electric smoker. And there are folks out there who will be like, no, 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 no. Electric smoke, that's not real barbecue. You know, you've got to stoke the fire. You've got to have real wood. Uh, you know, but then there's these other folks who are just churning out fantastic barbecue on something that essentially is an outdoor oven that you put a couple of wood chunks in. 
you know? Right. So, so is it cheating? Well, I mean, for the, for my family who's about to devour these ribs that I just made, no, it's not cheating. It, I just made some really good food, you know? <laughs> so it's really the same thing in woodworking. There are just purists who believe that things should be done a certain way and find that anything else that makes it easier is a cheat. Well, you know, I mean, let's take it as far back as something like, um, like with, with traditional hand tools, even the fact that Shannon has the, the tools that he has or anybody else that would go on and on about like you can only use certain hand tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not take it all the way back to like the ads? And it has to be made out of a stone, <laughs> stone tied right, to yeah. a stick. You know, yeah, yeah there's really something about people get so stuck on tradition. And there's I want to say right now, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's important to have one foot in tradition and understand the importance of where it started and how we got to where it is. But that should never be the reason why you don't progress forward or see how uh, other tools can actually help to speed along your process so that you can actually enjoy what you're doing. Or if you're a business person, actually making money off of it. Um, you know, th- this whole thing with the CNC, I don't want to put too, get too far ahead of this kind of a thing, but like I've had a chance to actually play, with the uh, the X carve that Inventables sent me, and the little bit that I've done with it, I, I'll, I'll put it this way: um, I've had a couple of of small things that I was playing with that, while watching it work on the X carve, I thought it was really cool that I could put something in the computer and have it, poop, you know. Sp- poop out over here and have it being cut and everything. But there were moments where I'm like, I just want to take that piece off the off the machine and go cut it with a bandsaw or whatever tool because I could probably get it shaped faster that way. But it wouldn't be nearly as accurate. In fact, it wouldn't even be close to as accurate and finished sure. uh, as it would be coming off of the, the CNC itself. But there's another part of that that I don't think – maybe people aren't seeing this is – Unlike, say, a 3D printer or something along the lines of that, when you work with something, say, like a CNC or or one of these digital carvers, it doesn't assemble it for you. You still have to do the assembly and you may even have to do some of the joinery and the touch up and everything else. It's just simply another tool to help you realize what it is that you want to create. That's it. Yeah. Now, we we definitely, I think, universally agree that people can do what they want to do. Like if it makes them happy right. and they, that's how they exercise their creativity using the CNC to get something made, uh, that's perfectly fine. But isn't there another side to this? So the example would be a person plugs some stuff in, maybe even pre-generated um, shapes and things that they used for a file in a CNC and they make an electric guitar. As, okay. a, as an example. So they made this electric guitar. It's all done on the CNC and you know, some of the, the, after work that you need to do, maybe a little sanding here and there, uh, stuff like that. And of course the assembly, uh, compare that with someone who made that whole guitar by hand, designed it from the ground up, put, you know, the wood together, did all the cutting and all the shaping, did everything themselves. So we both, we certainly respect both people's uh, choice to go either way, but Mm -hmm. do you have more respect for the, the work that was done from the guy who did it or gal who did it, uh, by hand, Versus the person who pushed the few buttons to get the machine to run, is it? I mean, can can we live in both worlds and say we still respect both of them um, to to have the right to do do it both ways, but we actually do put a little more value into the guy who did it manually? 
I, I'll say for myself, um, I will be in far more awe of the the individual that did it manually, uh, be, just because for me, anything artistic, like really, I mean, that that is art. That's artful to be able to do that. And and while the CNC one will still create a a beautiful project, will still have similarities similarities to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there is still something about the craftsperson who does it completely by hand that it is it's awe inspiring. But yeah. yeah, but I'm not I'm not gonna say no to I, either I mean, one. I would think that I, I don't know. I mean there's some pretty amazing things that these CNCs can do. But I still think especially using your example mark of a guitar, um, there's gonna be details on the handmade one that I don't think the CNC could match. Mm-hmm. Um, now if we're just talking a regular run of the mill like acoustic guitar I don't know. I mean, first of all, would I know? Um, that's the other thing. Like, if I didn't know how they were made and they were no, identical, I'm assuming would they're I care? identical. You don't know. The only, right. the, or actually, the only reason you know is because they told you. And I'm just saying, right. from your gut, I would guess you probably would have a little bit more respect for the guy who did it by hand. Yeah, we, probably. We, but you know, I've I've been changing that tune a little bit lately, a lot from Matt's experience with the um whatever that thing's called. Um, there is an art, just like there's an art to like programming. There's an art to building a, a, a nice designed web page and one that functions really well. And there's all the the stuff <laughs> that goes on behind the scenes. That same thing is happening with a lot of the CNC work. I mean, the design and creating those designs and actually programming that device to do that job what in the is, world is that noise sorry that's sorry a i am kicking a water bottle around on the floor <laughs> oh you can buy all my, the toys in the world and he goes for the free like leftover water bottle a baby a human baby they exactly. like the boxes yeah. <laughs> right so anyway the point is is i feel like there is some work now I, mark you had said if they just like bought like the templates already you know so literally they're loading and hitting start yeah um well, how about this though? Speaking of the template, sorry, the, you said template. I've got to get the word out before I forget this thought. How is that any different than if you ha- have router templates and you've you've created a template and you've super refined that template, and then now every time you go to make that guitar body, you use that template and perhaps you even like you know use your router to help refine that shape. Is that cheating? I think it's on a scale, you know, I mean, there's degrees of how much effort you have to put in to get the result. And I think the wrong word to use is, is cheating. I think there is no cheating. The word, I I think the functional word here would be shortcut. I mean, there are, there are, you know, what is wrong making all the shortcuts and trying to pass it off. Like you didn't. Yeah. I guess denying it is definitely a problem. Well, see, and that's where you get into the whole handmade thing. Yeah. You know, is, is what Mark does with his power tools handmade as compared to what I do entirely with hand tools. I'm not even going to open that can of worms. But see, that um, said, I, but that's I, the same, you know, it's on that same scale. I could totally accept someone telling me that they respect the product of your work a little bit more than mine. If, if you went through the trouble of, of milling all your boards by hand, the amount of blood, sweat and tears that went into it puts this sort of, you know, intrinsic value into it that me using more power tools took away from it. And I would, I would, I would happily accept that that sort of feedback and criticism because I did take some shortcuts. 
you know, we, we'll, I'm going to split some more hairs here. Then maybe the problem here is that actual word handmade because you're both using your hands to make this stuff regardless of what tools are in them. Yeah. I use my feet sometimes too. Uh, yeah, true. I, I see the guy saying that video it was on uh, on YouTube as a lathe. Are you making chess pieces? <laughs> yeah, I was I was in Morocco for a while. <laughs> I thought well, you looked familiar. <laughs> there's the difference between uh, I think it depends on who your audience is. To my mom, for instance, handmade is anybody in a shop making it, and it didn't come from a store. There you go. Okay. You know, right. but to us as craftspeople, handmade or a machine or a machine. Yeah, ah, uh, CNC machine. There we go. But CNC. I mean, uh, you know, for folks like us, we have sort of a different, deeper view of what it means to make something by hand. And I would certainly consider anything I made to be handmade. Um, but did I use just hand tools to do it? No, but right. someone, someone may say, well, though, you know, that handmade should mean that you have to make it like Shannon would make it. Well, you know, this, this makes me think also, one thing I wrote down was I wrote down Brian Boggs' name because I always think about his chairs. And what's really unique about his chairs is that he actually takes the time to craft in subtle little nuances. Like it, it, in the arms where your hands would typically sit, there's like those little uh, um, uh, facets from where he kind of played around with like the spoke shave or, or the draw knife or something. And that's the kind of thing that normally over time it, it's wear and tear creates those but he's kind of putting them in and it gives you like a sensory feeling but yet if you using just regular power well any other assembly where you create a chair and you don't put those in how does somebody know that you actually created it versus it being manufactured in a large plant where they just popped everything together which kind of technically we do anyway (laughs) yeah well but the irony to the irony to that matt is brian boggs has also created like this massive cnc like router jig there you go. Allows I just him said to that. quickly batch out all those crazy compound angles. Yep. You know, and and of course the the real respect I have there is that he made it. Right. He made this thing, you know, and vis- drew it up in his head. And of course, he can make chairs without it, but to mass produce, to quickly, um, we actually talked about this in the last show with Mark's hamper to kind of quickly get through the other parts. He uses Domino. Well, that's what Brian does. He uses mm-hmm. his router setup to kind of knock the frame together and the shaping and the sculpting and all that, that creature comfort stuff comes from his spoke shave and his draw knife. So, you know, if, if we were to substitute that router jig with a CNC, I wouldn't respect Brian's chairs any less because I think the CNC gets him kind of halfway there. Um, and then he takes the rest of the way with, you know, his sculpting, whether he's using a rasp or power carver like Mark and a rasp, um, who cares? You know, he's actually sculpting those shapes. Mm-hmm. See, the one thing I see with the, with the CNC is I think so many people get hung up on the whole thing, like somehow the CNC does absolutely all the work and it all it's all really doing is it's creating the, the parts and you still have to, to some degree, create the joinery to, you know, you have to, there's there's parts of it that you have to do to the parts to make it come together to make it a whole part, the whole assembly. Um, I, I think the the big thing for me with a CNC is the fact that it does help you to get much cleaner, crisper lines than I could ever get because if I were to cut these parts out, say, on a bandsaw or a table saw, I still have to come in and finesse those those final lines to get them to exactly the way I want them, where the CNC is like, let me do that for you. I'll yeah. take care of this. You take care of the rest of the stuff, buddy. I'll, I'll do the shape. You out. do the stuff. Have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think it depends on what you're making and how you're using it. There's so many, you know, different places on the scale you could be from 
uh, basically pushing the button and I've got all these case parts, you know, maybe just the plywood project where I basically just have to add some glue, put some clamps on there, knock it together and it's done versus right. stuff like you guys are talking about chair parts that are only as far as the CNC could get you. And they give you a nice, accurate starting and consistent starting point that you can then add, you know, the hand uh, touches to it from that point on. Right. right. I mean, I think with with uh, what is it uh, Uncle Ben said, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, there, uh, the majority of our audience are people that are kind of, and we've already talked about this, but are kind of in the, quote, fine woodworking side of things. They are going to use a CNC or a power carver or whatever as a tool in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where the, and forgive the term, the cheating thing comes from is the big faceless conglomerate that has taken a design and programmed it into a three axis CNC, you know, in goes stack of lumber out poops chair, you know, that is what I think puts a bad taste in people's mouths. Yeah, um, I think I saw that in the Lorax. Wasn't that that Dr. Zeus movie? Yeah, right. <laughs> it happened, basically, it, it was. Yeah. So, you know, for, for us as, as woodworkers, as furniture makers, our goal, if you're going to use a CNC, our goal is to take it one step beyond that. You know, differentiate your piece from that pooped out piece of, of chair, um, from that three-access machine. Yeah. See, I, I almost... I almost look at the CNC as like a like a a, a giant uh, uh, scroll saw that I can't do work with. It does like the super fine work that I'd be like any other time, be like yeah, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that's the thing. I think CNC might be especially when you have a more affordable CNC like the X Carve. I mean everybody and their mom has gotten one of these things from uh, from Inventables lately. <laughs> um, <laughs> My mom loves hers. <laughs> yes, and uh, it's it's an interesting thing to to see what people are going to do with it because I think it might just open up doors that may not have been accessible to people before. Just like uh, the Domino, for instance, if you're not really well versed in creating traditional mortise and tenon joints, but you get a Domino, well now you can kind of do the same things other people do. And again, there's the shortcut. Is it cheating? Don't want to use that word. No, but it is a shortcut. There's no denying that. You didn't have to put in the time to master how to make a mortise and tenon, but you get the quality of a mortise and tenon joint, loose mortise and tenon joint using this new technology. Um, and it's just progress, you know. Well, in, in I tools. think it opens doors too for materials. You know, we're yeah. woodworkers. So you hand me a sheet of acrylic and I run away you know, crying like a little girl. I don't know what to do with um, it. Hand me a sheet of steel and I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? You know, make a skateboard ramp out of it. Mm-hmm. And so the CNC can allow us to incorporate mixed media and not be, you know, not have to necessarily retool or learn a new medium, although maybe that's good for you. But, you know, you look at so much of the mixed media pieces on the market right now, um, CNC would allow you to do that. Yeah, and a 3D printer, you know? And, and so that's, that's the thing. It's interesting. The maker the maker community doesn't blink an eye at this right. stuff. It's really like the, the fine woodworker question of, is this cheating? Like a maker doesn't give a crap about it. Is, is this a, a tool that lets me get something done? Great. I want it, you know? Right. Well, so, in, in this attitude of, is it cheating? You could remove the CNC and say, is it cheating to use plywood? Because you're essentially asking the same thing. Well, what about the same thing with uh, we get uh, occasionally a new version of a hand tool will show up. Like let's say, for example, uh, this probably isn't a a great example, but the different frogs that are available for hand planes with the the different higher angles. Um, So you're getting closer to one that's basically like a scraper plane or something. Why don't you just use a scraper plane or why don't you use a card scraper? Mm -hmm. You know, as some of these new tools come out, new hand tools, uh, like maybe a different version of a chisel or something, um, people get so super excited about it but 
isn't that cheating because you're not using something that uh, they used like two centuries ago. Hmm. Yeah. Such an Except for that topic. guy that grows chairs and like, yeah. grows trees in the shape of chairs. He yeah. is not cheating. The rest <laughs> of us, we're all a bunch of cheating yeah. hacks. Yeah. His, his is natural, literally. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we can close this out now. I'll, I'll, uh, my, my final thoughts on this really that when you guys started talking about cheating versus, um, shortcuts that really, that really hit home for me. To me, there is no cheating, but if you use a lot of shortcuts, I will probably not respect the end product as much as I would if you did it the hard way. Kind of mm. like when I when I'm driving somewhere, like when I'm driving at night to go get my ice cream and I drive past the guy that's jogging in my neighborhood and I look at <laughs> I look at how I'm getting my ice cream and how he's I'm sure he's not going for ice cream, but <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I'm looking at how I'm getting from point A to point B and how he's getting from point A to point B and I'm taking a shortcut and I've got more respect for his mode of transportation than I do for my own uh, because he's putting more effort into it. Now, he doesn't have to do that, but that's what he chooses to do. And I kind of respect it. Um, but that doesn't mean that the me getting to where I need to go is any less valid than, uh, than, than the way he did it. It's just, I personally have a little more respect for the person who puts a little more sweat equity into something, you know, and that's the difference between saying, Oh, that's cheating. No, it's not cheating. It's just a shortcut. And the more shortcuts you use, I feel like the less human element is, is in that piece. Yeah, I can, I can, I can respect that and what you're saying. Thanks, Matt. You're welcome. I can I want, too, but I want to, now I want to agree go with that. Get an ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we got I'm just going to run to the freezer. What are you talking about? It's, it's hey, that's so running, bad. right? Yeah, yeah. It, well, that counts. Nicole is like she doesn't get many cravings, but the one craving she's gotten is this custard place around here, and it's really difficult for me to go get a custard and not get one for myself. It takes it's a the lot sympathy of sympathy thing. It's, it's it's spousal sympathy. I'm really doing it for her, is what that's it comes right. down to. Yeah. I mean, I'm just doing my part here. Yeah, because <laughs> nobody wants to eat alone. No. That's just not fun. Oh, so true. All right. Well, you know what? We're interested in hearing what you folks think about it. Do you have more or less respect for things that are made with uh, more automated machinery? If there's a little less sweat equity into it, is that a problem for you? Or is it like, who cares? You know, right. just tell us how you've cheated lately. Yes. Let us know about your cheating. Do you feel guilty when you're using your power router when in fact maybe you should have like a bowstring on the top of it to turn that router bit? <laughs> yes. Then then you won't be cheating as much people. Gotta be honest, if it wasn't for some of the power tool shortcuts, I don't think I would have even gotten into woodworking. Yeah. I would <laughs> I mean, have enjoyed if it. If someone handed me a hand plane and a set of chisels and said, Here, this is woodworking, I'd have probably said, Yeah. I'll go play some video games. <laughs> you know, like, you know I've got to tell you the funny story that, that my older neighbor, Wally, and the one time he came down into my shop, he looked at all the hand plants and he goes, why do you have so many knickknacks on your wall? And I'm like, no, I actually <laughs> use those. And he goes, why? Why? And he's like in his 80s. Because that's the most ridiculous thing ever. Oh, man. That's great. And he's the most traditional guy I've ever known in my life. There you go. <laughs> all right, Matt, how about you give him the contact info and we'll get out of here. All right. Hey, folks, if you have a comment, question, topic, suggestion, there's several different ways to contact us. Leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is Wood Talk Online. Call our voicemail line at 623-242-5180. You can email us at kickback at woodtalkshow.com or you can leave us a comment on our Wood Talk Facebook page. And if you're looking for the show notes or downloads from today's show or previous episodes, you're going to find those over at woodtalkshow.com. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya, you big cheaters. <laughs>